Well, hi there, everybody. Sorry to interrupt your other podcasts that you're listening to, but a little uh, fun announcement to make here. Casey, in summertime, we'd like to get up to some antics. And those antics would involve getting a bunch of nerds together and doing what nerds do best, yelling at each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So we are going to do Nerd Debate live this year. <gasps> Nerd Debate 5 live. There we in go. Person. Boom. That yes. is the subtitle. We just came up with it. We will be doing this at the amazing Bullfinch Brew Pub here in Syracuse, New York. So find all the information that you need at our social media or at nightshiftradio.com. We've drank Bullfinch's beer before. Dave, the brewmaster at Bullfinch, makes amazing beers. Check out the amazing stuff that's happening in Bullfinch. You can go to bullfinchbrewpub.com. Come join us on Saturday, July the 29th at 730 and be sure to be ready to listen to a bunch of nerds <laughs> argue with each other. Yeah. All right, we're going to leave your podcast now. Goodbye. <laughs>So do you think they have us bugged? I feel like I'm on the Truman Show. Wait, are they listening to us now? God damn it. Oh, hello. Hello. And welcome to the Super Pod Hero Cast. Guys with beers talking about movies with capes. Episode 5. I'm Casey Ryan. And I'm Todd Panic. And we just watched The, the Crow. Crow. Todd, let's start by reviewing the rules real quick before we get into this. Excellent idea. Okay, so we're going to talk about the movie. Mm-hmm. We're going to try and not make it so much of a book report as it has been in the past. <laughs> we're learning. We're, we're learning, learning yeah. that three and a half hour podcasts aren't going to work for anybody. Sure. That's a little behind the scenes for you folks. That's right. So what we're going to do is take the Rotten Tomato score for this movie, mm-hmm. give it to you guys now, you, the listeners at home, the Rotten Tomato score for this movie is an 82%, okay. which is a B minus. It's pretty uh, good. On par with episode number three, yes. X-Men. After talking about the movie, we're going to do uh, an MVP, our favorite character, actor having the most fun, best scene, and one scene we would cut. Right. But before we get into any of that, what are we drinking? Oh, yes. Excellent. Thanks, Bob. Well, um, considering the fact that we're watching the movie The Crow, uh, <laughs> which is going to have themes of death and rebirth, sure, we are drinking Rogue's Dead Guy Ale. Oh, so, yes. Casey, shall we? Yes. It's a good beer. It's good beer. It's heavy, but not too heavy, much okay. like this movie. What? I Thank see you. what you did there. Very nice. Thank you. Uh, we should mention that tonight's beer selection is from our friends at Branching Out Bottle Shop. Oh, yes. In the Syracuse, New York area in Camillus, Township mm. 5. Yes. Uh, Shout great out. location. Awesome beers. You go in looking for a beer with a motif, <laughs> they got it. Okay. So our next segment is Reshoots and Reactions. Thanks, Bob. We have our first external reshoot. Oh, yes. I feel like it's fitting that our first reshoot comes to us from a dear friend. Yes. Our partner in geek crime. Uh, part of uh, originally, uh, I dubbed us the three nerd Migos. Yeah, that's appropriate. Uh, so our good buddy Josh, who is a scientist, mm-hmm. sadly has not yet experienced the kind of uh, science accident that results in superpowers. I keep telling him to start pouring chemicals on yourself, buddy. I keep hoping. Something's going to happen. I know, right? Oh, 
Stupid OSHA. <laughs> so our good buddy Josh listened to episode one, mm-hmm. Batman the movie, 1966, mm. and noted that we were referring to the water in the Batcave atomic reactor as hard water. Now, Josh is a scientist. He is. And he pointed out that hard water mm-hmm. is water that you might have in your tap. It's water with an excessive level of minerals in it. Oh, yeah. The water used in nuclear reactors would be heavy water. <laughs> Which is water that has, which is the hydrogen atoms have an extra neutron in the nucleus. So not heavy water. So thank you, John. Not hard water, heavy water. Oh, God, you did it again. I did it again. Oh, no. Look for this next reshoot in episode six. (laughs) No. So, yes. So that's a great shout out, Josh. Thank you for keeping us honest. Yes. As as you do. So we appreciate that. Actually, I think Josh will be joining us at some point in the future. Yes. Yes. Clearly, I feel like that was his credential right there. Like, mic (laughs) drop. Reshoot. Bam. Mic drop. Where do I sit down? So, (laughs) Josh, it'll be right there. We got an extra microphone waiting for you. Okay. Now, I've got two reshoots for you, sir. Oh, okay. Cyclops... I don't even remember what you called it. I'm going to just drop in what you said. His concussive That's blast? not what they're no. called, sir. What? Optic blasts. Well, they, where do they, they come from? From his eyes. But and what's another word for eyes? Optic. But so, Did you never can, play the X-Men video game? In the yeah. arcade? What did he say every time you shot his... Oh, I, optic blast. So I call it a concussive blast <laughs> because it is a force weapon. Even though it's red, it's not energy, it's not a laser, it's not heat. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's important to describe the kind of effect it has. Okay. So I I, I think I'm going to hold out for the director's uh, cut. So well, this re- I think that I'm going to fight for final edit, and I don't think this reshoot's going in. Nerd fight. Well, I've got okay. another one with Cyclops. <laughs> Damn it. The red crystalline, which you called, yes. it's called, it's ruby quartz, sir. Okay. That's. I think quartz is a kind of crystal. Oh, boy. And it's You're red. just going to fight just, these yeah. two bastards. Okay. Easy, guys. It's Ruby Quartz. It is Ruby Quartz. You are correct. Yes. Mm. Yes. Okay. And I'll reshoot myself. Oh, no. That no. sounded real oh, bad. Oh, boy. Um, I referred to Shadowcat's dragon as Lockjaw. It's Lockheed. Yes. I know. Yes. I realized it as I was listening to it. I could just feel all feel the, the, the nerd, nerd hate. rage. Yes. Oh, yes. So I'm trying to fix it myself. But... Feel it flowing through you. <laughs> Good. Good. Move it along, guys. So that's our reshoots for this episode. We've morphed this segment, so it's yes. reshoots and reactions. We have our first reaction. We got our first email. We got an email, not a letter. Not a letter, because Cap only writes. Cap writes letters. Yes. Tony. Our first email mm-hmm. uh, from Pat, a listener who loves the podcast. He thought that our views and critique of Captain America was amazing. He's clearly correct. Listen, you're welcome. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> That's right. Now, he points out that we should not have started with X-Men 2000, that that was too easy of a review. How dare you? For, that's right. That's right. His opinion is that we should be starting with something that came prior to the X-Men 2000, the Generation X 1996 TV show. Mm, but that's mm, the problem. It's that's TV. a problem. We it's made an exception for Captain America because it is your favorite character. That's the only reason he's in there. We did. Now, to be fair... You know, Pat raises some good points about elements of that material, why it would be ripe for our review. It mm-hmm. has the subcharacters, a mismanaged plot, sexual undertones that he I describes. Hit all those in other movies, That's so right. why not? Um, um, maybe we'll make it a bonus pod. Sure, absolutely. You know, something, um, if people really call out for it, we will do it. I think that's fair. I think the, I mean, the people good. can speak. So, all right, write us letters. Emails. Tony. So thank you, Pat, for writing. We appreciate that. If you've got a thought on something that's on the list that shouldn't be or vice versa, 
You can email us at superpodherocast at gmail.com. We've also stood up our Facebook page this week and expect to be expanding our social media presence uh, over the weekend. So yes, uh, by the time you're listening to this, you it should have be. ample channels to yell at us. <laughs> well, hopefully Or not, yeah. send the love. But if you do have critiques, we are open to them. We're not perfect. There we go. are fallible. You, oh, no. You were looking you at me. it again. Yes. Yes, we are we not are. fallible. We we are fallible. Damn it. That's, <laughs> I got it right the first time, you son of a we're, bitch. We're you seeing your true colors here, buddy. We are not perfect. Oh, we no. are does, fallible. Does Aubrey know this? She may be aware of a flaw or two. And she stays with you. She stays with you. I have her bamboozled. Gaslighting. I'm a wily <laughs> bastard. All right. Uh, <laughs> before we get into the movie, we'd like to talk a little bit about what's happening in the real world before we get to creating the movie. A little bit of the background of the production. There we go. I was confused with the in the real world. I'm like, this is it's not this a, is not a news not a, podcast. That's, that's right. I have plenty Eight of minutes. those. Dateline Seattle. Today in the news. Why do they always talk like that in the 40s? Hello. Welcome to listen to the news. I'm not good I at wonder if that or... was a function of speakers. Ooh. So as you want bass yeah. response, you need larger speakers. I wonder mm. if the speakers at that time, I, w- I wonder if it wasn't the way they were speaking as much as it was, what it was the equipment. Up. Yeah, maybe that was, yeah. Oh, let's, let's go with that. that. Yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> let's address the elephant in the room with this movie. Yeah. That Brandon Lee sadly died making this movie. Yeah. Um, which is very sad because re-watching this movie, I would have liked to have seen what else he had to give us because I thought he was... Casey. Oh, that's a spoiler. Sorry. Thanks, Bob. We won't get into that just yet. Not yet. Um, But I thought uh, for the longest time, the big, and yes, I know we're getting into a spoiler territory here, Mm -hmm. just to explain this, the big gunfight scene in the warehouse. I thought that's where he died. During research for the movie, I found out it is something that they actually changed completely Mm -hmm. in the flashbacks to where you find out how he died in the movie. Originally, he was supposed to come home with some groceries, mm-hmm. get shot. The way that the blank was um, packed in there, it had some gauze that came out with it. So that piece, so mm-hmm. uh, veteran, former law enforcement officer. Yeah, oh, yes. You can probably explain right. firearms much better than I can. So may, take it away. May I? Okay. Yeah, so, absolutely. So, Since ter- I've never fired a gun. Got it. Well, let, allow me to, to help here. So the character who kills him in the movie mm-hmm. uh, or, or d- during the original scene, Yes. Uh, Fun Boy, one of the gang. Mm-hmm. So Fun Boy is is holding a forty four Magnum, which is a revolver, mm-hmm. right? The, uh, the gun famously wielded by Dirty Harry. So the revolver has a cylinder where the bullets are, and they, they rotate cyclically through the uh, firing chamber. There were two different kinds of shells in play during the filming. The uh-huh. first were dummy rounds. Mm-hmm. So this is because if you're looking at the front of the gun, looking towards the person holding it, you can see into those chambers. Right. And you would expect to see the rounded ends of the bullet. Right. So what a production should do would be to buy dummy rounds. Mm-hmm. So they will have a bullet in the casing with no gunpowder, no mm-hmm. smokeless powder, right, which is the propellant, but also no primer, which is at the very back of the cartridge, which is the little tiny explosive that makes the big explosive, right, that ignites the smokeless powder, the propellant. What the production company did was apparently they were rushed. They were filming on a budget. Mm. They took real bullets. They pulled the bullet out of the shell, which you can do. They emptied the smokeless powder, which is the propellant. 
which would be what would normally propel the gun. And then they reinserted the bullet back into the casing. The problem was there was the live primer, which is that little center dimple on the back of the casing that holds the prize, the cap looking thing. So what happens was they fire this. The primer is live. It is not powerful enough to shoot the bullet. It is powerful enough to dislodge the bullet, which apparently lodged in the chamber or in the in the barrel. Mm-hmm. They then swap out the dummy bullets for blanks. Now, a blank has the casing. Mm-hmm. It has smokeless powder in it, the propellant, but it has just like basically a little wad of cloth that holds the propellant in place. It does not have the bullet. So the key there is that the propellant is still there. When the actor, Michael Massey, mm-hmm. who played Fun Boy, pointed the gun at Brandon Lee and fired, the bullet was lodged in the barrel... And the charge from the blank was powerful enough to shoot the bullet out. So and he was pretty close to him too, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, even when you're using blanks, mm-hmm. you would not typically fire those at point blank range right. at a person because there is there is a wad in there. Then there, there's the the force of the the propellant. So that is, they are dangerous by themselves with nothing in the barrel. So that happens. That happened. It happens. And- yeah. It, it, Talk about tragic. It's so tragic. And the stupid rumors went around that, oh, it's the footage that's actually in the film. Nope. It was processed to be used in the trial of Brandon Lee. And then part of the court order at the end of the trial was destroy the film. They only made one copy. It's not out there anywhere. Don't listen to anybody about that. Also, if you're trying to find that, that's sick. Yeah. Somebody died. But interestingly, in the movie, and and we'll get to this later, Brandon Lee's character dies in a different manner. Yeah, they had to change it. Right. right. So they, yeah. I'm wondering, did you find out, was that part of the court order that it had to be changed or just no no, no. it was, was just, just uh, from a in, practical in, perspective they in weren't good taste well let's change it i i i don't think well uh, you know what that might be part of it i think also um because they had to do a number of other rewrites mm. to be able to tell a complete story and even with that there's a scene when sarah the teen uh, oh. urchin when she goes back to the apartment uh-huh um and eric appears there we don't see his face because oh is that a reshoot it's a reshoot and that's not him so there's oh. a number of pieces where they're like okay we oh, don't yeah, his have hair him. look different yeah that. they didn't have him so they're like okay what can we do so they change his death and then various other things so do we have any other real history because i never read the crow i never read the crow okay um i was interested so the movie comes out in 94 by the time it comes out the character and properties about five years old. So James O'Barr is a comic book writer and artist. Wait, The Crow was only five years old and it got a movie? Mm-hmm. Yep. Holy uh, shit. It, and it was not a DC or Marvel comic. It was a small independent caliber press. Right, because it said at the end, based on the comic book and comic strip. So that made me think that it was real small company. Yeah, maker. sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if that means, because I saw references to the early stories appearing in like bigger books that Caliber Press would put out. Like, you know, like here's a four-page story at the back of a... So I wonder if that's what comic strip means. It's not the whole issue. It's not like um, another movie in Thor's Helmet, Mystery Man. Right. Are uh, sub-characters from the Flaming Carrot. So I wonder if that's... And I'm wondering if was the crow a sub-character? Not from what I saw. No, no. It was was an original creation for the crow. Okay. So in January of 89, Mm -hmm. the crow premieres from Caliber Press. James O'Barr, the creator, was dealing with the death of his girlfriend in an accident caused by a drunk driver 10 years prior in the late 70s. This is such a downer. It's a downer. Yeah. So 
in his grief, you know, he mm-hmm. creates this. The movie shot for $23 million. Wow. Gross is $50 million in U.S. at the box office, $94 million worldwide. Makes that's like another not... like $19 million in rentals. That's Holy. It's good. Well, that's why we got nine sequels. That's, yeah. I'm uh. happy. With, well, I don't want to spoil. Well, Todd, spoiler alert. Yeah, we'll, get, we'll get to those. Well, we'll yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the people involved with writing the screenplay: David Show and John Shirley, horror writers. A lot mm-hmm. of TV, a lot of book credits, some TV credits. David Show had some other screenplay credits. Okay, Nightmare on Elm Street Five: The Dream Child. <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3 and Texas Chainsaw Massacre The Beginning, Critters 3 and 4, and Jeez. then John Shirley, a lot of TV writing credits and, okay. and a bunch of book credits. So um, I could see that. Yeah. I, this felt like horror slash TV. Oh, it, am I showing my hand? There's a flag <laughs> on my plate. <laughs> a little bit. So certainly no one set, made the movie setting out to kill Brandon Lee. <laughs> But I hope not. It, and I remember when the movie came out, there's no way to separate Brandon Lee's death from the movie. Right. Just like um, The Dark Knight. Sure. We all saw The Dark Knight going, well, Heath Ledger's dead. Sure. And so, yeah. So, same, uh, not on, on set, but same tragic end to his life. Okay. So, that sets the stage for The Crow. I feel like we're ready to talk about the movie. We are. And now we're pleased to bring you our feature presentation. I'm going to start with... Please. Oh, the opening shot. It's not New York City, right? October 30th, Devil's, Devil's Night. Night. In, In some, some city that's not New York. Thank you, Christian Bale. I think it's Seattle. Where are the other drugs going? Rains all the time. Easy, guys. The fake flames, The I'm not sure if they're composite or computer generated. Hmm. They don't hold up. Uh, you, you know, I would. my first note was the CGI city does not hold up. Uh, it's not a CGI city. I'm going to Is gonna it say, a model? I think it's a... <laughs> it's, it's a model. Camelot. 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 It's only a model. Little, uh, I did not get that oh, reference. Oh, no. No, what was that? Um, not spam a lot. Uh, Monty, Monty Python, Python? Holy I'm not a Monty Python guy. I know, I'm afraid. You I know, I'm really son gonna, of a bitch. That's going to be letters. Well, Emails. Worry, it's going to get cut out. Oh, you, so, can yeah. leave it. you can leave that in. And yeah, I can take it. So there's this whole big speech about crows bringing people back to that. Is that a? Is that some sort of belief system? Uh, or was that ooh. something that the writer came up with? Well, you know, so crows are carrion birds. Right, so they feed on the dead. So I feel like, uh, boy, you know, I feel like that whole link to eaters of the dead. You know, they're animals that feed on the dead. They're, you know, there's a link to sure. That's some good head cannon. Sure, take that. Um, But it's interesting you mentioned that that speech that the kids voiceover. So I, I had a note. And I'm probably gonna do this a couple other times. Mm-hmm. I started second guessing. So this is the little street urchin Sarah who's Sarah, doing yeah. this voiceover throughout the movie. Uh, not throughout at the beginning and, and then at, at the, the end. end. Yep. Do you think they added that as they adapted the movie after Brandon Lee died? Is that one of those things that allows them to kind of frame it differently or fill in pieces? What do you think? Yes, I do. You know, uh, they've. It's so tough to figure out if what they had to change sure. to make a complete film. Because the only other reference I have, again, is The Dark Knight, and they had a complete film. It, it was, was done. It was over. <clears throat> it happened it after. impacted really the marketing of the mm, movie. Right? Yeah. yeah. And the fact that we don't get any more fantastic it, Keith Ledger Keith performances. Ledger. Sure. Um, and then the next thing, and I said this out loud while we were watching, holy crap, it's Ernie Hudson. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I had you did. completely forgotten he was in this movie. What a, what a delight to see Ernie it, Hudson. I love Ernie Hudson. Uh, he's great. Why doesn't he work more? So Eric Draven, 
Mm-hmm. Brandon Lee's character, who will become the crow, is dead when the movie starts. Point of order. No one ever calls him the crow the entire movie. Is he the crow if he's not called it? If we have a Batman movie and no one says Batman. Is he not the goddamn Batman? No. Okay. If they're just like that vigilante or masked vigilante. I'm going to go with, I understand it's got to be called the crow, but much like with X-Men, we can't call him the crow when we're talking about this. It has to be Eric. He never is called the crow. That's a fair point. Sarah calls him Eric. Mm-hmm. Uh, does everybody does. Le, uh, yep. Albrecht. Mm-hmm. Albrecht calls him Eric. Um, that's very interesting. The I, In it, fact, the word crow, I don't think is ever said in a non-voiceover. I think you're correct. Uh, also, I, I picked this up as I was browsing through the interwebs for research. Mm-hmm. So top dollar is <laughs> Michael Wincott, the big bad guy. Cousin, um, my spoon. That's a... That's a because, it, because it's dull, you twit. It'll hurt more. The uh, he's named Top Dollar comes from the comic, but ah. in the movie, his name is never spoken. You wouldn't know he was Top Dollar if you didn't look at any sources. Oh shit! Online, you are right? right. Also, his sister is Micah. Biling, Wait, their brother a, and sister. They're 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 clearly. I'm assuming they're brother, half brother, half sister. Uh, but yes, and and again, that's backstory. What is this you fucking Game of Thrones. Well, listen. If don't say it, it wrong, okay. don't you fucking say it. Listen, don't. she has a shower Stop. scene. That's her. It's <laughs> one of her first American. Uh, and then Todd. Uh, yeah. So again, yeah, that's a fair point. And actually, I would suggest if your child's name is Eric Draven, you're not going to be a podiatrist. Right? I kind of <laughs> feel like you're, a a, you're doing star, some. Yeah. yeah. What was yeah. the name of their band? It was Hangman's Joke. Is oh, Eric's band? Man. So 90s. It's so 90s. Hey, kids. It's the 90s. It's grunge with kiss makeup. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about back in the Shit. in the crime scene at the beginning. That patrolman who has the filthiest mouth. He's well, like, who the fuck is married on Halloween anyhow? And then his next line, he said, Devil's fucking night. All right, we get it. It's an R movie. It's edgy. Let's just calm down. Like, And I wish someone had been like, hey, watch your mouth. Yeah, that's you know, fair. just something. Didn't care for they, it. They were establishing the grit of the <laughs> of the of the milieu. So the dead body, bloodied on the floor, didn't get not enough. Set, not not enough. enough. Just in case it, you're it wondering, was, this was, is an R movie. It was the fucking dead body on the ground. That's <laughs> what established the milieu. Dead, but, it's weird that I have a problem with it because of this the language we use in this podcast. But yeah. I just it's the same What's thing. Up with that? What the fuck is up with that, Casey? What, what the fuck? Yeah. So they're they're but, taking away Shelly in the in the ambulance. Mm-hmm. Because she's not dead. She's not dead, right. Eric's dead. But Shelly's going to die. Shape, gonna yeah. die, yeah. Um, they're just kind of going through the motions, I feel like. Uh, um, well, we find out later she hangs on for quite a while. She hangs on for 30 oh hours. Oh, God, yeah. Sarah is comes up and is like, oh, Shelly, da, da, da. I'm going to Little street urchin, yeah. skateboarder. Um, and then Ernie Hudson's like, your sister, she's going to be okay. Sister? That's where you're going to jump to first? Not mother? Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. It's a little girl. It's an adult woman. Mm-hmm. I would have said your mother's going to be all right. Sarah looks to be 14, 15. Ooh, I would go younger. Younger? 12, 12 13. 12, 13? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, maybe. All right. Yeah, I was just kind of like, I'll give you that. Sister? We'll allow it. And then we had a freeze and fade to black, and I was like, oh, the movie's over. We walk the narrow path. <laughs> no. Well, we got some more. We see Sarah, and 
my first thought was Seattle. There's a lot of there's a lot of layers. And I don't mean layers in terms of storytelling or character reveals. I mean she had a t shirt and a hoodie and a oh, jacket. Oh, she was grunge central. Just a lot, yes, very Seattle. Yes. The, the sixteen necklaces on a giant a choker. S- oh, Which yeah. again a twelve year old girl with a necklace. Yeah. That's it, a little much. It's a little much. And that bugs me in movies when they don't like either make up a city or mm-hmm. tell us what city it is. It is one of the digs I have on uh, Gotham City. No, it's, it's Gotham. Not New York. It's not. If you look at a map of the DC universe, Gotham City is not New York. It's closer to like New Jersey. Nerd! That makes sense. Uh, yeah, it does. That it makes is sense. with all the pirates. That's <laughs> callback joke. <laughs> Seattle-ish. Certainly the rain. Seattle adjacent. Yeah, see. it's Seattle adjacent. Absolutely. <laughs> um, then we spin away from the ground level crime scene. Mm-hmm. A raven flies in, lands on a cross in front of what looks like green screen. To, and wait, isn't that one year later? Uh, yeah, that's moved, yeah, so that's one year later. My yeah. favorite thing in movies, just one year later. That was pretty good. I want that every time that it says how much longer it is, no matter what the movie is, because Frozen does it too. It says three years later. I sure. want three years later. I would like Jason Statham to say it. Three years later. <laughs> that's, 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 that was actually pretty oh, good. Oh, thank you. Yeah, well Could it be Bane? Three years later. For you. Uh, Mr. I was born three years later. <laughs> Casey. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm derailing us. Go ahead. Uh, that's fine. So uh, we advance. And again, less book reporty. Uh, mm-hmm. I was struck <laughs> as we go through the movie. This movie has a host of phenomenal character actors in it. Sure. A shit ton of people 100%. that you recognize from other stuff. So the guy, uh, this guy, Bill Raymond, who's manning the hot dog stand. Oh, yeah. See, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, you would know who he was. But uh, he has the line. Uh, he sounds like... <laughs> And that line sounds like Jack Nicholson yes. in the first Batman movie. This town needs an enema. It's a shitty place. Like um, we've established that it, it's shit. And while we're on the hot dog stand, um, yes. are they shitty hot dogs? Because Bill Raymond is putting pet ketchup on the hot dog, and already he's putting an excessive amount of ketchup. He's covering. He's covering. And then Ernie Hudson's like, Mickey, come on, man. you got to put the mustard underneath first. He squirts four or five times mustard, then onions. How about some onions? Oh, oh man, don't keep on them. Lots of onions. More onions. And then he puts more ketchup on them. Like, is this a shitty hot dog? Uh, so we see this character actor, Bill Raymond. Mm-hmm. Very quickly, we then see my next favorite character actor, probably one of my favorite character actors of all time. The bad guy who plays T-Bird, who's the ringleader of the gang who murdered Eric and Shelly. He's now, the one with like the half ponytail? Yes. Okay. Driving the car? Yeah, yeah, yeah. T-Bird, yeah. right? Oh, car. she's right. Right, T-Bird. But he's not. Is it a T-Bird that he's driving? Uh, I feel like it's a modified with the with the with the extra engine with yeah, the block the engine thing coming yeah. up out of. Uh, so this is a guy. So you may not recognize the name David Patrick Kelly, but you certainly know. Warriors come out to play. Fuck, that's who he is. Right. So <sighs> arguably one of the most recognizable lines in American cinema. And uh, I will piggyback onto that. Yes. That was something he came up with. That was an imp- uh, ad lib, right? The, the bottles, I believe. So that's yeah. sufficiently terrifying. So, 
Also, for lovers of Arnold Schwarzenegger movies like myself, you may remember from Commando, one of the two guys who are tasked with delivering Arnold to the airport, Sully, the guy no. who the guy who Arnold promises he's going to kill him last, but I then lied. <laughs> lets him go. That's him. And finally, my favorite role of his uh-huh. uh, is in this little movie from the 80s starring Dennis Quaid in which David Patrick Kelly is the bad guy. It's called Dreamscape. Christopher Plummer plays the president of the United States. Ooh. It is an amazing movie. But if there was any way that I could shoehorn that onto our list, it would be there. It's a wonderful movie. Listen. And he is horrifyingly creepy when we expand this yes. geek empire yes um we'll start one another podcast uh movies we like and okay. just whatever we'll the fuck we want to do okay well then <laughs> then uh stay tuned because you'll hear it there oh goody yeah so now he is wonderful he chews up scenery like no one uh, he is William Shatner level he scenery chewer. He really is. Yeah. In the best way. Oh, my God. He's wonderful. So he is creepy and uh, a little bit revolting and off-putting. He's awesome. So I had forgotten yes. that Brandon Lee doesn't have makeup on at first. Not only I was not. like, oh, he comes out and he's got the, the crow makeup up. Casey, let's try that again. Excuse me. He's got the kiss makeup. It's kiss. Ma- it's oh. it's grunge with kiss makeup, which I don't think has ever been a thing. Grungy kiss. Grungy kiss. Well, that'd be a good band name. That was. Never mind. So oh. yes, you had to pay <laughs> yeah. extra for that cotton. That was, that Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah. Yeah. So he came out of the ground, and I was like, "Oh, what the fuck? He doesn't have any of the makeup on." And you reminded me that he puts it on. My note there, we'll jump ahead for that, sure. is I'm so angry that my fiance was murdered. I've got to put on makeup. Yeah. <laughs> a nice little, uh, I thought, story storytelling, character development. Whatever. Mm-hmm. So he comes out of the ground as Eric, right? He dons mm-hmm. the makeup as he assumes this role, this kind of revenant, this, you know. You know oh, good pull. Thank you. Does uh, he get fucked by a bear? He. Uh, no. <laughs> Not in this one, but there's a lot more Crow movies coming up. So maybe if one of those. there's a bear fucking in one of these, and we have called it now. That would be awesome. Boom. Bear fucker! Do you need I'm going to go out on a limb and say probably not, but if we get it right, that's going to be impressive. But as he takes on this persona, this mm-hmm. avenging revenant from beyond the grave, uh, he puts on the makeup at the end of the movie. So jumping ahead. Spoiler territory. At the end of the movie, after he's lost his connection with the land of the dead, after his right. crow has been killed, his makeup Wounded. is also... He, does, he never dies. The crow. The crow never dies. Oh, the crow doesn't die. I oh. don't mean... I mean the actual crow, the, not Eric. Got it. Got it. Um, um, no, he never dies. Oh, okay. Oh, that's right. That's right. Because Bailene grabs yeah, him yeah, and, an and then... unfortunate incident there. <laughs> we'll get to that. Sorry. She won't have optic oh. blasts. Uh, but at the end there, is he... She won't have optic blasts. I just got that. Yeah, you the, son of a bitch. It's a throwback, yeah. Oh, okay. She won't have optic concussive blasts. <laughs> Just put it all together. Put it all together. Out of her ruby uh, the, crystalline, crystalline quartz, quartz uh, eyeglasses. Todd. At the end, as he crawls back, uh-huh. and it's in the rain because it's always fucking raining in this movie, uh-huh. his makeup is also washed off. You can see the, the so last he, little remnants of the, the white and black. So does he put it on, and then because he has a connection to the crow, it, no matter, because he is in the rain. An exorbitant amount in this movie, sure. and I was like, "What kind of uh, concealer are you using to it's keep that really shit?" Really impressive. I think it's more to signal to us he's returning back to the land of the dead as mm, he was yeah. returning to Shelley, you know. But I thought that was a cool little device. Some that, might say it's symbolism. Uh, might be, might be, might be. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I like that. So, I, yeah, I don't want to tip my hand too no, quickly here. But let's talk about the 
the weird game of swallow the bullet. Yeah. The, that's what they were doing, right? They are yeah. putting when, the bullet so in when the, the We go to the bad guy bar. Right, the bad guy bar. No pirates. No. <laughs> no pirates. Definitely a bad guy bar. And they're playing this weird game where they take a bullet, put it in their mouth, do a shot, and swallow the bullet? You know what that scene needed? A Dutch angle. You fucking bastard. <laughs> there are some Dutch angles in this movie, but they're used right. Oh, I see. There's no... No, the, I don't think I was clear on why I didn't like the Dutch angle, so let's let's make this a quick reshoot. Reshoot! Is this My problem a, was... Would this be a point of order? Point of order. My problem was not so much that it was a Dutch angle, that the camera moved with the Dutch angle, and it made you want to vomit. Got it. That was my problem. Okay. And no more about Dutch angles. Until you, the next time they come up. You hope. Well... Okay. Yeah, the, the bar. Yeah, it's a weird game. Look, I mean, clearly... But that's what they're doing, right? They are fucking yeah. taking bullets... Swallowing them? That is not a college flip night bar. Let's be honest. No one is going into that bar that that should not be there. Oh, my God. But it's a great scene. And if I you lo- do, you're going to see people swallowing bullets and go, I clearly uh, am in the wrong place. I'm just going to go now. Bye. Do you validate parking? Is that... <laughs> do you... <laughs> the, but, they shoot uh, the, the card out of your hand. The, nope. Okay. I love that scene, though. I love the Mexican standoff that happens... Is that? that I don't think it's racist. racist? I don't think it's racist. It feels. I don't think it is. Okay. We'll get letters if it is, oh boy. I don't think it is. But it's not a true Mexican standoff because Tintin has his blades out and everyone else has guns. He literally brought a knife to a (laughs) gunfight. That's a good point. He did. He did. (laughs) That's why he dies uh, soon. uh, Then we get the fire it up. Fire it up. Is that what they're yelling? Fire it up. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Are they talking about the bullets in their belly? I don't think so. I think they're talking about the chaos that they start on Devil's Night. Oh, the the arson. Fire it up, right? Sure, Making sure, sure, the sure, whole sure, sure. landscape a dangerous place, yeah. Let's take a moment here and talk about Top Dollar's master plan in this movie. Why he is a bad guy. I think it's gentrification. What? Yes. So when T-Bird and his crew... Uh-huh. break into Eric and Shelley's apartment, which we see through flashbacks, through Eric's flashbacks. When they break in, oh, T-Bird makes a right. reference okay. to Shelley making a complaint, and I think it's about like the building. And then mm-hmm. there was earlier, uh, Albrecht is telling Eric that after Eric and Shelley were murdered, none of the other tenants would sign the petition. I think I think that so Top Dollar is like a slumlord or so something. So wait, why a year later is there no one living in that apartment? So maybe what they're going to do is, maybe it's not enough to have one building. Maybe they want a whole swath of the city that they've acquired at almost no cost because it's all desolate. And then they're going to purchase it all for almost nothing and uh, develop it and put Starbucks on every other corner. Maybe. Yeah, that's my um, that's my theory. But then the whole lighting the fires once every year, like the cop in the beginning is like, oh, they're they're lower in their numbers this year of lighting fires and it's brought up a bunch of times if we know there's going to be arson on october 30th devil's night the police aren't gonna like crack down on this or maybe i don't know have a gasoline purchase ban something i just his plan is super flimsy and i don't understand it you're okay but you're okay with a guy clawing his way back out of the grave how dare you you know now again challenge you're adapting a comic book property, a longer form storytelling uh, into a movie. Well, that's true. Maybe Top Dollar's so maybe there's grand n- plan is in 
the fact that his name is Top Dollar. It's not. It's not Mr. Mayhem. It, his name references money. Okay. We okay. don't. We don't know that in the movie, but maybe the source material had that. Maybe that was relevant in the source material. Maybe that was something they hadn't filmed yet. Uh, it's possible. Let's give him sure. The, we don't see him put his makeup on until after this bar scene. Right. I right. was putting it ahead. You're putting it ahead, yeah. yeah. Um, but we see him put the makeup on. And, you know, I was thinking it's clearly a device for the movie. But when he's putting the makeup on, it looks good. I mean, it, it gets the it's effect. It's terrifying. It, we, it gets the effect if I movie. saw that in an alley, I'd be sure. like, all right, goodbye. And as he puts it on, I think Brandon Lee is a really strong actor. So I, he, He's a better actor than you would expect in a comic book action movie. And let's talk about, while we're here, yep. a problem that a lot of, even Robert Downey Jr., in the first Iron Man, when he goes and frees all those people, oh yeah, yeah. he's like, he's all yours. No, you're not Batman. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> wants to do the Batman voice. But Eric, it seems like it's just Brandon's voice. And I really, it was refreshing to just, especially quoting Edgar Allan Poe that he does and mm-hmm. all that stuff. I was like, I'm so glad it's not, quote the Raven, Nevermore. Right. That right. would have been oh, it would have been shitty. So, and we'll see how the other Eric Dravens well, in the other ones. Well, they're not Eric Draven. I yes, think. they are. Uh, no. Yeah. Wait, oh, but they're different. Like no, 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 no. one of them is a mechanic. I know that one of them is a mechanic. They're not. I know at least in the sequel, it's yeah, Eric Draven. The number two. Okay. Well, let me say. So my note was that's funny. Okay. My note was, you know, I think the makeup looks works really well in this movie, right? Mm-hmm. So the, the the look looks good. It looks good on him. I wonder though if it'll continue to look that good. And I very specifically thought of Edward Furlong. He's not on. the Crow, though, is he? Yes. No. I believe that would be in the Crow Wicked Prayer. Yeah. Fuck so duck. movie one, it works for me. I reserve the right to change my opinion as I'm, we get to later entries in the series. I'm gonna look. Oh, let me do it. Crow, wicked prayer. Oh my God. <laughs> so that would be the sound of Casey finding the image. Oh God, wait a minute. This movie is Edward Furlong, Tara Reid, and David Boreanaz. Yeah. And this got a theatrical release. So I would point out that Edward Furlong in these pictures looks like Tim Burton's longtime girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> Landon Bottom Carter. Yes. Right? Am I wrong? <laughs> no, not at all. He arguably is Helena Bottom Carter. Yes. That's right. Yeah. He is not Eric Draven. He is uh, Jimmy Cuervo. J- oh, fuck. Okay. Well, listen. Wait, I'm we'll looking su- right now. We will we may, suffer we, through that we one. We may not. I'm looking to see if it actually had a release date. <sighs> I did some I did some digging on all those and Wait, I believe... Oh, oh. June 4th, 2005, limited. limited. Oh, God damn it. Yep. That's how we're going to have to suffer through Batman and Harley. Oops. There's a flag on my play. Oh. Sorry. Oh, my. I think we agree. Works in, in the Totally works. And, and looking we were, ahead, Edward Verlong. We reserve the right to change our mind later on. I'm sad now, Todd. Now, I, just think of the shit that's in Thor's helmet. But, oh. You know, now that right. we have a Facebook page, we're going to share the helmet. We're going to share, we're gonna and share the helmet, the, and we're yeah. going to share this picture when we do this episode. All right, so we've talked his makeup, which looks good. Um, uh, the crow vision was cool. I just wanted yeah. to say that. Little little uh, shout out uh, to the Beastmaster. Yeah, it was very right? Beastmaster, yeah. With the hawk uh, the I was hawk okay vision. with it. I, yeah, no, you know, I like it, yeah. The only thing I would say is that it, they made it like weave and bob, and I'm like, that's not how crows look at things. <laughs> 
I mean, if it had been the black and white and the distortion, but then like quick uh-huh. jerks, sure. like a bird looks at things, I would have been more about it. But it seemed like specter. And okay, that's fair. That was my only problem that. with it, but I, I, I liked it. So then we're into the fight with Tintin, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> which had 90s Foley fight sounds. You know, I like that fight. So I like the fight, but I, I, I just wrote the note oh, 90s fight Foley. It's almost up there with, they still use them, the Indiana Jones punch sound. Oh. Do you know what that is? No. It's a baseball bat hitting five leather jackets. Come on. That's and awesome. You, and think about, you, you're you hearing the sound in your head. I know you are, because yep. it is specific only for that movie. Let's Wait, wait. What does it sound like? Damn it. I'm going to have to look that up. <laughs> you fucker. Or you can cut that. That's <laughs> yeah, fine. Yeah, that's true. That's I true. do edit them. That's so. true. Great fight, though. Great fight. It was a great fight, but I had a problem with the fact, so he gets stabbed, does he get shot? No. no he just no. gets stabbed. So this is a typical of so are we calling so let's not call him the crow, let's call him Eric. He's Eric. Again, yeah, he's he Eric. is not the crow. So he is not the crow. He's Eric. Uh but this is typical of Eric throughout the whole movie. It's an interesting kind of quote unquote superhero, right? Like he doesn't he it doesn't have like a signature fe- weapon. He doesn't have the weapon of choice. He has, he it's like whatever's available to him. Does he feel pain? Uh he certainly does not seem to. I would say no. But then when Tintin's hitting him with the the lead pipe, he seems to not be doing well in, in the fight. But then when he gets shot in the hand, it, he later he's laughed. like And then and he turns around and you can see he's yeah. making it melodramatic, which I loved. Sure. But in this, he gets punched and stabbed. And then all of a sudden, he gets a lead pipe. And I'm like, is he Superman? Theory. Is lead? No. Oh, you right. got a theory? theory? Go ahead. So the theory is he's learning what he is, right? He doesn't realize that he's dead. I mean, he knows that he's dead. I think he's learning what that means for him. That yeah. his, you know, that, so maybe it's more psychological. Mm. So maybe those shots from, the, he's like, oh, this would hurt me. But then as he's realizing, it doesn't. It's a thin theory, but it's, I will take it. Razor fucking thin. So, <laughs> great fight scene. And, and again, I'm so it's so so the tragedy of his death. Beside, he, he's a great actor. He's, I think he's great and has a wonderful physicality. Like he moves. He's got so a really he, interesting movement to him. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Clearly, the the, the legacy of his father. Does he have a up. famous father? He might have a famous father. Oh, who? Yeah. Uh, okay. Bruce Lee. Uh, oh. So, oh. I uh, think I've heard of him. You might have heard of him. He did some dance movies did in some the stuff. 90s. That's right. Uh, but, you know, what would he have been like? I, uh, he, I know. He's it's... so great. And and I think this I did not see, and I didn't specifically look it up, but I think more often than not, we are seeing Brandon Lee on screen. Not the stuff where after he died and they had fill in. But in right. terms of action sequences, mm-hmm. I think it's him. I think it's him too. And clearly, though, he had a physical talent that was sure. I mean, he and that's what I love about that fight. It's not some you know he's not firing repulsor blasts or concussive octave blasts. You optic. He's just fighting. He doesn't have glowing energy sword that he pulls out. It's whatever weapon is available to him. But you just see this man it's, with this great it, physicality. And it's messy. It's yeah, messy it's, fighting, it's, like oh, when he's knocking the... You know what it is? It's Netflix Daredevil fighting. Oh, yes. You know? it's, when How... he's knocking those um, blades away, Oh, it's it's not clean. It's no, like... It's... Yeah. And then when he... The catch is... The catch is... Right. But I'm wondering if that is a... With somebody old... lightly tossed it to him and he got oh. it. Or it's one of... The... He had it in his hands and then kind of threw it up and then caught it. Yeah? I think it's, like... in, I think it's in his hands the whole time. I think, uh, yeah. But he clasps them together. So oh, yeah. it would be something like, 
all this visual work for a <laughs> for a for a podcast. So first fight of the movie, and I think that's so in a superhero movie, first fight is always telling, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that this first fight is great. Oh, I agree. Right, oh, like absolutely. Tintin. So first of all, there's some great lines. There are Arnold level <laughs> one liners in this movie. Tintin has one. Halloween ain't till manana. Ah, uh, right. Like that's just like oh my god. So fire it up, fire it up. Halloween ain't until manana. manana. Like there's some good lines in this movie. Yeah. And we get this great fight scene establishing this is the kind of movie it is. It's gritty. It's, again, for you know those of us listening now, it's that Daredevil on Netflix kind of um, brutal, physical, it's going to hurt. Right. Like, it, you know, it's, it's, it's take real. Force. It's real. How about yeah, that? that, that yeah. <laughs> it's got weight behind it. We just spent the last two minutes talking about it, the fact that we just want to say that it's real. It's real. It's okay. Bad. So. Um, Speaking of, so I had a note <laughs> right before the fight scene. Uh-huh. We see the crow climb up onto this like this landscape of tenement. We see the who? We see Eric. There we go. Climb up onto a rooftop in a sea of like tenement buildings. Right? Yes. And I was like, it's the fuck goddamn Batman in leather pants and kiss makeup. It Cause is that because that rooftop scene is a Batman rooftop scene, right? I would go one further that it is Batman meets the Matrix. <laughs> Oh right, that's right. I mean, yeah. this this movie just felt like uh, Wachowski siblings' wet dream. Uh, Tintin has a long leather duster on, right? That he doesn't need anymore because Eric kills him with his own blade. Oh, yeah, right. And then uh, and then it's yeah, that, it's Neo, right? It feels like he's Neo. <laughs> I know kung fu. So we 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 flash forward, and who's our next great character actor that we see? Candyman again, like every five minutes in this movie, you're like, god oh my god, it. I can't believe he's in this. Like, it's this great. I love, of I love. Uh, yeah, I mean, from Candyman to the sergeant in The Rock. Yes, to, yes. Um, oh my god, I forgot about that. To Worf's brother Kern. He, he's a great. He's distinctive, and uh, the voice of oh, Anti Flash, Reverse Anti-Flash. Flash. Anti Flash. What Reverse. the fuck? Nerd fight. The other Flash uh, guy. Neither Zoom. Oh, I thought he was Reverse Flash. Nope, Reverse Flash is someone else. There's, okay. there's lots of speedsters. Okay, yeah. um, but he's Reverse Flash, and the interesting thing with that, the next season on Arrow, which is all part of the same universe, yep. the bad guy in that was a character called Prometheus, and was voiced by Michael Dorn. <laughs> and I didn't know that when it started, and my brother told me there was Michael Dorn. And from then on, I'm like, oh, of course it's fucking Michael Dorn. He has a very distinct voice. You mean Michael Dorn, famously of Chips, Michael Dorn? Was he on Chips? He was on Chips. No fucking he way. Was. Yes. <gasps> yes. Michael Dorn was on Chips. Fuck. Yes. I know. I was going with uh, Michael Dorn, star of... Oh, he was on that little star show, wasn't he? Oh, I was going to say, Star Trek, The Undiscovered Country. Oh. <laughs> he is in that, too, as Worf's great-grandfather. Oh, interesting. They let him come back and... Oh, that's sweet. That's sweet. So we see Tony Todd as Candyman. Let's try that again. Whatever his name is, which again, who cares? They they have names. Hey, listen, None he's of Candyman. Them matter. He yeah, is Candyman, Candyman in this movie. First, we see a young, not yet crazy Byling's ass, which is really exquisite. Byling is a little nutty. She's these crazy days. now. Oh yeah, yeah. But we didn't know that then. We didn't know that then. Byling was on the worst episode of Lost. Was ever. she really? Yes. No kidding. So. Um, Michael Wincott turned down a role on Lost. Which role? Not a clue. 
but I saw fuck? that look when I was up, like, look it up while I tell the story. Um, so uh, Matthew Fox, Jack Shepard mm-hmm. on the show, has this tattoo that's real, a real tattoo that he has that is like a sunrise and and then uh, Chinese lettering, and they devoted an entire fucking episode of this show to how he got Come on. it. And I was just like, guys, oh. you're just, this was around the time where the show was going to get canceled. They went in, they begged for two more seasons and said, here's what we want to do. Here's the end of the show. Please let us tell the story. And ABC let him do it. Or maybe it was three seasons. Either way, who did he turn down? So all it says is that uh, he in 94, he turned down a recurring role and lost. 94, that's not lost. Oh, yes, it could be. Because that show was in development hell forever. Okay. And originally... Um, Evangeline Lilly's character was supposed to be like this 45-year-old businesswoman that was supposed to be the leader, and Matthew Fox's character was supposed to die. I love Lost. I'm, I'm, I'm in the camp that the, the finale is great. I'm in the I, camp. I think I saw 15 minutes of the premiere. Of the, of the you really got to give it another chance. I, saw, uh, I don't know, you, I don't no, know that I do. Maybe, maybe oh. another podcast on our nerd network oh, is be, We Watch Lost. Lost. <sighs> The Lost Guys. Lost. My wife is a big fan of Gilmore Guys, where they watch every episode of Gilmore Girls. Move it along, guys. Let's step back to Michael Wincott, who did not appear on Lost. Uh, we see him. You know, he starts talking. Is he ever going to be anything other than a villain? Is he ever like the reassuring, best, voice. funny best friend? No, he's not. <laughs> no. Not without some Ricola, yeah, maybe some herbal <laughs> tea. Is that a smoker's voice? Do you think it's from smoking? I don't know. Seems like it. Is that his voice? Oh, or is it like, um, oh, I got to look up his name. Hang yeah. on. Adewale Akinawe Abade. Adabisi from Oz on HBO. Uh, uh, or fr- Mr. Echo from Lost or Killer Croc from Suicide Squad. He was Killer Croc? Yeah. Get out of here. So I don't know what voice he used on... Did he have a foreign he, accent? Yes. Afri- it, it, like it sounds like African sa- sounding. Yeah. The guy is from London. He is not. The guy's got a London accent. He's also in uh, Thor The Dark World. He's Curse. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he uses the same accent. I'm like, why do you keep you? You have a British accent. Just fucking use your British accent. That's wild. So That's maybe. Wild. Hmm. Interesting. We got to find some footage of uh, Michael doing interviews and see if he. He still he, talks he, like he still this. talks that way. Okay, so we've seen the host of bad guys. So the, Michael Wincott's like the final reveal. He's the big bad guy behind everything. Yeah. We don't really know why everything's happening, but again. He has a terrible wig doesn't, on. Doesn't. Oh, it's oh, terrible. that wig. That long, straight. Welcome to the Super Pond Haircast. Oh, Let's so bad. spend a couple minutes talking about. I've made some questionable hair choices <laughs> in my day. I've never made a questionable hair choice of that caliber. Well, you've never worn a fucking wig like well, that. Not that like wig that. is, like, it was the length and the part and the like the pompadour they and, put on but it just straight like pressed straight i don't understand what was happening with that and the, it got better in the boardroom scene, the boardroom in the it's, um, no that's the, that's I mean, what i call it the, yeah, the boardroom, boardroom scene it has they just a had part guns. to it when yeah. he's dressed like jareth from uh with the vet is that with the like the vest <laughs> yeah, i just wanted to be like dance magic dance come on labyrinth you're looking at me like i've yeah, got three no, heads right I, now <gasps> i've seen it i know i've seen it it's not like top of mind yeah you know who would love Labyrinth? Who, who? The goon. Oh, he probably would. It's singing and dancing and warlocks. And yeah, that's he, he probably would, will. You need right, to sit him down and watch. watch. All right, so we got all the guys out on the table, right? All the bad guys, all the actors. Uh, by Ling, One's already creepy, dead. <laughs> creepy eye fascination. She, both she, of them have it, yeah. They, they both do. Slices an eye from the dead girl, who also has a fabulous ass uh, that we see in that scene. 
to which they burn in a ritual to this is their first two asses and a and a, and a nip slip. Yeah. There's yes. more coming. There's more coming. Um, we then go back down to street level where we see Sarah, the skateboarder orphan waif. Um, do they sell fishnet stockings for 12-year-olds? I don't think they should, but she's wearing them. Oh, I Did didn't you notice that. that yeah, no. it, I was a little uncomfortable. Like, like if, if the choker was enough, I was like, fishnets, really? But okay. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's gross. Yeah. So Eric goes to the pawn shop, which has a connection to the bad guys. With Joe Tribbiani's dad? Yes. Yes, another <laughs> great. Paul. John Polito. John Polito. John Polito. John Polito. Another great character actor who mm-hmm. you'll recognize from many things. Oh, my God. Wait. He's not Joey's dad. I'm thinking of the other guy. I'm thinking of uh, the guy Pumba? who's the voice of, nope, not Ernie Sabella. Uh, the guy who does the voice of Bullock on Batman the Animated Series, Robert Costanzo. That is, that's who you're that's thinking Joey's of. Joey's yes. dad. Isn't that the guy who is famously He's, naked on the Seinfeld episode when Jerry's going out to Coney Island and the guy's sitting on the subway train naked? Is that the same guy? He's naked also on Friends because there's that whole episode is where that his thing? Chandler walks in on Rachel topless. Then right. they try and get back at him and they walk in on Joey's dad in the shower. <laughs> yeah, it goes back and forth a bit. But again, every time there's a new scene, you're like, oh my God, I love that guy. Yeah, it was just, this movie should have been called but, Eric Draven Kills Characters. <laughs> Eric Draven Kills All Those Guys You Love. <laughs> um, but that guy, uh, John Polito, he's thin in this movie. I'm used ah. to seeing him heavier. He's thin for, for him, what yes. I would think of him, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. John Polito has been in everything. Yes, he, he's in, he's in, yeah. A shit ton of TV stuff. Usually plays, usually plays the slime ball like he does in this movie. Yeah, and he's wonderful. So I love how quickly he goes from. Come back, don't kill me. Walk out of here. They're gonna erase your sorry ass. You're nothing but street grease here. Street grease, you motherfucker. You know that was a cool scene. I I I, I, I like that scene. A I lot. liked the torching of the pawn shop. Is that gasoline I smell? And then he's dumped a whole bunch of pawned jewelry into the shot, and then that ignites the sparks. Ignite. Yeah, it was, it right. was just cool. Yeah, I, I really like that. Um, can we just talk about? There's the little flashback. Eric remembers proposing to Sarah, and it's yes. up in like a upper part of their loft that they live in. All those candles. It's gonna be so hot in there. Incredible fire hazard. <laughs> well, that too, but. How about their loft? How about that front window in the loft? Beautiful. I, I feel like you get that when you're like, this is going to be perfect for our occult ritual. I mean, <laughs> oh, it's a lovely view of the city. Thank you. We'll take this one. Like, oh, I kind of feel like no, that I, window. I, I would have dug having a window like that as long as it looked like their bedroom was off to the side. If that's just your living area, if you want yeah. privacy, go, go to the candle place. Go up to the candle loft. Now, would those be any... Witty Wicks candles? Ah, yes! <laughs> God damn it, we did it. Sorry, we did it. Would those we got be... there organically. What? <laughs> I'll, I'll present her the bill for the product placement. Uh, what, um, what sense do you think there? Let's do that. Mm. So Witty Wicks is a local company. I, I think I think there's definitely some Egyptian amber. Oh, yes. When life gives you lemons, light up a jar, <laughs> jar of grass. grass. Sure. Uh, for all your candle needs, please go them. to wittywicks.com. Yeah. They will ship they will anywhere ship. Uh, in the continental any, United in States. The, in the United States. Yes. Working on international. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> Stepping back to the pawn shop, he takes with him from the pawn shop a guitar. And now we have rock and roll superhero. 
We really we, do. We then get a series of shots of him playing guitar randomly on the Batman rooftops. I, I kind of love that. Did you? Did I, you? I really did. Okay. The second one when he smashes the guitar. That, I was like, Oh, because there wasn't so, going to be any more of it? Well, no, just because it was so 90s. The guy has white face with black lipstick and a trench coat and he's playing a fucking guitar and he's just smashing them like this is the most 90s this ever 90s i think ernie hudson albrecht says it best he calls him a mime from hell <laughs> i and miss that, that pretty much says yeah, it yeah that does and i love that so the next scene is him coming out of the pawn shop and albrecht's like you know don't move and all that stuff so ernie hudson says they don't move so the white you move you're dead and eric says and i say i'm dead and I move. But then he's just like, hey, I'm Eric Draven. You saved my fiance. He, there's no hidden identity to this character. So right. once again, we this be, movie should not be called The Crow. It should be called Eric Gets Eric Revenged. Dra- that's right. That's right. <laughs> Remember that guy, Eric, who died? He's back. That's right. <laughs> Eric who died kills some people. That's right. Let's try that again. The Crow, colon... Remember that guy, Eric, who died? He's back and he kills all those guys you like. It's- so then he sneaks away. He Batmans him. He's in the middle of talking. He gets distracted for a second. He's gone. He's gone. And Ernie Hudson says this whole thing. He starts talking to himself in a level that you would not talk in real life. Like, mm-hmm. he's like, Oh, great. Great. Guy shows up looking like a mime from hell and you lose him right out in the open. But then he says, Well, at least he didn't do that. Walking against the wind. Should I hate that? The fuck does that mean? You got me. I missed that. You got. You, <laughs> he said it at the end to, to the point where I had to write it down. I'm like walking, walking against the wind. Is he high in this scene? <laughs> he said that, and they just kept going. You, or was I, he burning I, eyeballs? I did hey. see. A, I did see a note that uh, in the research that apparently everyone was coked up on this movie. No. Yes. The giant pile of coke. <laughs> That's in the next scene. Was it, probably it was actual coke. real coke. So there's a funny anecdote that uh-huh. said that there was so much coke on the set of the movie that at one point someone sneezed audibly and Brandon Lee, very annoyed, was like, somebody just lost $50. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Brandon Lee, that's that's great. So then my question is, in that burning the eyeballs, inhaling it, but then doing a line of coke, well, which one is giving you the power, quote-unquote power? The burning eyeball or shooting shooting coke up your nose and being like, The power is the coke. The, The burning the eyeballs is just cool. Ooh, the studio audience didn't like that one, Todd. We're going to go with cool? Well, for a crime lord, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, not street credentials. Not like, for us, God, not there, us cool. Is there something yeah. you want to tell not me? Us. No, it's not us cool. No one else is listening right That's now, right. buddy. Okay, so is this an intimate moment? Okay. Yeah. Is Ernie Hudson really just playing Danny Glover? The Lethal Weapon movies at this point. I was waiting he, for him to say, just, "I'm too old can, for this shit." Too old for this yeah. shit. That would have been perfect. When when Eric disappeared, that would have been the perfect point for that line. Instead of whatever the walking against it's the wind. The wind. Yeah. Do you think one of the takes he did it just for shits and giggles? I would hope he did. I hope he did. So T-Bird comes in to Top Dollar and says, Somebody stuck his blades in all his major organs in alphabetical order. What? Was there coke involved in writing this movie? I would suggest there probably oh, had to be. my God. Okay. So then we go to the bar where Darla, who I think is most notably the whore in Unforgiven, mm-hmm. with all the sliced scar- up. Yep, yep. yep. That, it's the pretty much the catalyst for the whole movie, right? Right, right. right. Yeah. The person who, right, right. Um, Not even important. <laughs> Anna Levine is her name. She's uh-huh. Darla. Uh, she is clearly Fun Boy's girlfriend or mm. on and off again girl. And Fun Boy's there. 
and they are up in Darla's room mm-hmm. uh, having sex, or getting ready to have sex, uh, doing drugs when Sh- Eric shows up. Now, this is the point. Funboy points the gun, the forty-four, at him, and that's I'm thinking that's got to be the actual gun that killed Brandon Lee. So. Again, the scene is not in the movie, but I got to assume that that's the... Are you talking when he points it at him there or when Eric remembers it? No, when he points it at him in the apartment there. It's the same gun because he doesn't have the it's flash. His signature, it's his signature gun. Yeah, it's, that's his weapon. That's Fun Boy's weapon. Did we Did we mention in the We did, that he retired from acting for a year because he was so That we up. didn't. Oh, I, yeah, yeah. That this actor that accidentally killed... Horrible. I, I don't think I... I would just find a new career where yeah, I don't, I don't have you, to talk to anybody. Right. Now, there are some folks that think that that's the scene and where Brandon Lee's because he, Oh, because he gets shot he, in the hand. He yeah. gets shot in the hand. That's not it. That's not it. Yep. It's, it's not the boardroom simulator. It's a scene that's never in the movie. But right. but I do think that's the gun. I, I think that that's Man. the gun to kill him. Yeah, that's it's sad. But Funboy dies. Again, another great line. Look what you've done to my sheets. When he shoots him, yeah. yeah there's a, lot, there's a lot of funny lines in this movie. And I feel like because you have all these great character actors, was that an ad lib? It feels like sure, it is. Because sure. it's, it's a little levity in this movie, yeah. and I like that. Yeah. Um, we find out there that Darla, the junkie bar girl, is uh-huh. Sarah's mom. Cool effect. Oh, like, when he gets the heroin out of him? Yeah. Out of Darla, yeah. Out of Darla, yeah. There's to, little bits of humor all throughout the movie. Yes. Despite the fact that it's a dead guy walking around taking revenge on the, <laughs> the people who assaulted and raped and murdered his girlfriend, there's little funny bits throughout the movie. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah. Do you want another beer? Yes. Okay, let's talk. Let's get a beer. A few moments later. The next shot I loved, Ernie Hudson, Albrecht, oh. is walking. As you do, he's walking around his apartment. How, how's, how's he it? dressed? Oh, he's dressed just in his boxers and a uh, athletic shirt. Is it athletic or just a like undershirt? a white t shirt? Yeah, just a t shirt for the ladies. And <laughs> he's his, still wearing he's his, wearing his patrolman's, patrolman's hat. hat. Yeah, <laughs> to the point where later in the scene, when Eric breaks in, he points it out to him. and Goes, "You still have your hat on." <laughs> <laughs> Did he? I missed. Oh, that. it was great. I was like, "Wait, was that?" Yeah, that's funny. So we get a little. And real quick in that yeah. scene, I also enjoyed when they're sitting down and he goes to get the file for him. It's like here you can look at the file. When he stands up, he makes sure not to touch him. Like he's like, I don't know what's going to happen if I touch you. <laughs> I, I thought that was some good character work by Ernie Hudson. The the classic Ernie Hudson. So Eric does touch Albrecht though, and Gets by touching him, can you know in the psychokinesis can can mm, see nice. and feel the pain that Albrecht witnessed, right? His girlfriend's pain. He connects with that. And then at the end of the scene... Another Schwarzenegger line. Yes. Ernie Hudson is smoking a cigarette. He hands it, or he, does he take Eric, it from... Eric takes it from him. Eric takes it, takes a big drag drag. of it, blows it out and goes... You shouldn't smoke these. They'll kill you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... But Gideon is now in front of Top Dollar and Candyman, you know, explaining what happened, and he's <sighs> bitching... You know, I feel like he's coming on a little strong well, when you're talking to the crime lord. He, he is, because what happens to well, him? Well, he gets uh, stabbed right through the throat there. By Inigo Montoya's sword from it, Princess yes. Bride? I was like, is this the same sword? You know, interestingly, is it? it's not. The, well, I'll tell you what, it's not. It's not the sword that Top Dollar uses at the end fight with Eric. I wish he'd, yeah, I wish it's he'd. It's two different swords. He, well, he has that whole huge cabinet right, he's of got swords. The cabinet, right. But he pulled it out, and I wanted him to be like... Hello, my name is Top Dollar. You destroyed my punch up. Prepare to die. Uh, and die. Well, and, and then, so after after he stabs him, mm-hmm. 
Michael Wincat with the Michael Wincat vo- voice. For fuck's sake, die, will you? Give me that thing. And he grabs the gun from, from Candyman and shoots him. So, again. Shoots him like four times. Oh, really? But then, him. did you notice how he handed the gun back to him? So, like, gingerly. Like, he grabs it from him. Bang, 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 bang. Oh, thanks. Here you go. And he's just like holding, handing it to him like it's uh, like a baby or something. It was really <laughs> funny. We then move to Sarah is at her home. <laughs> And she's going through her collection. Talk about dating the movie. She's going through her collection of records. Now, but it, nope, you can't say that. Why? Because of goddamn hipsters. Well, vinyl is back. Vinyl. Oh, okay. in fact, right. fucking cassettes are back. I can what? see. I can see no. vinyl. I can see vinyl because the sound is nice, and you can skip around. How do you find a new song on a cassette? You got to fast forward. No, Wait, fuck cassettes you. Cassettes are back. Yes. You're kidding. Fucking hipsters, man. Oh. Sarah's ahead of the curve because she's got a box full of vinyl and she mm-hmm. pulls out Hangman's Joke, uh, playing the, the song. Uh, that she with thinks a, with the a, lyric is in. Right. And, and the, the record starts skipping. Can't well, rain convenient. all the time. Can't rain all, all the time. time. Can't, can't rain, rain all the time. time. Can't rain all the time. Which was one of the taglines for the movie. Can't rain all the time. Apparently, Wait, was it really? It was. Huh. Um, but that's a, uh, a that line is 100% wrong because it rains through the whole fucking movie. So apparently it can rain all the time. Uh, it does not rain the entire oh, movie. When does it not rain? At the end. When he's at the grave? Mm-hmm. It stopped raining. It, has it stopped raining? Oh, yeah. well, is that symbolic? Because there's also suddenly super bright, happy music. I'm like, what? The clouds listen. clear. Okay. I'm like, listen, I'll I understand give I'll give you that. the curse is done. He seeks his revenge, but does it need to be Disney music suddenly? <laughs> Whatever that theme is, and it's consistent. The theme at the end? Yeah, and it's, there's a few other places throughout the movie. It's a, it, it's a pretty good theme. Like, it I, is. I like that. Well, it's the touching moments. It's when he's reconnecting with, the, you know, with his lost love. It seems like it's the, the uh, Eric Draven theme. Right. Which... Not to start a war here. That mm. is what Marvel is missing. Can you sing me any of the Avengers theme song no. besides Black Sabbath's Iron Man? That's the Avengers theme. I'm talking oh, like the, the Incredible individual? Hulk, Hawkeye, any oh, of them. Shit. No, no, I don't. Can no, you hum me Wonder Woman's theme? Yeah, that's pretty good. DC's got one up on Marvel there. Good for them. (laughs) Oh, you (laughs) bastards. (laughs) All right. Okay, Okay, so then there's the cop chase. The cop chase. The only thing I have to say about the cop chase is the lights kept fucking changing on top of the cop car. In one scene, they're white strobe lights. Yep. In another one, they are old red. red and blue. In another one, they're not even fucking on. I'm like, I, can we pay attention, continuity person? I <clears throat> was so happy in that scene that I couldn't. Because you thought about it was like, chips? No, no, no. <laughs> uh, oh my god, they did. They did the the TV. They did the cop trope. What the crap? There's a speeder. And throw their coffee out the window. Yeah, I was like, "Oh my god, there it is!" But it's not even like he drops it; like he, like he, with effort and determination, hurls his coffee. Like almost like he's trying to hit someone. He's going to hit somebody. Yeah, yeah. So we've got a car chase. Eric is in the car with T Bird. He's holding a gunpoint. And David Patrick Kelly is great in that scene. He's yeah, he's he's, so good. From that to the him getting tied up, right? Be like, it's ancient history. What? What do you want? What is it? What? Speak to me. 
Speak! All that. He was great. I really enjoyed him. I think he's the best of the top dollar henchmen. And he, and he should be. He's clearly the leader of the crew. Right. So, but he's not the one that's killed last. That's so weird. Uh, good point. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So y- you know who dies last? The funny sidekick. Skank. And his Skank death is, is so great. Skank is the funny sidekick. Guess it's not a good day to be a bad guy, huh, Skank? Where's Skank? That's Skank right there. <laughs> Skank dead. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, Skank's dead. Yeah, that's great. So <laughs> so he tracks Skank back to Top Dollar Now, interestingly, you know, it's a little misdirection. So the crow comes into the boardroom. And all right. Sorry, so who does? <laughs> Eric comes into <laughs> Top Dollar's boardroom, and he has all of his criminal lieutenants there. Right? It's uh-huh. a big board meeting, except people are loading magazines oh, and polishing I, guns. I called this the meeting of the stereotype 90s bad guys. <laughs> You had like a <laughs> guerrilla right. warfare that's guy. Right, that's right. You had, a, there might have been a ninja at that table. I don't sure. know. But they were all a specific, like, oh, you're a bad guy. Yeah. And you're a bad It was a little silly. Yeah. That was, yeah. Um, but when Eric goes in, he, he, he wants Skank, clearly missing the whole point that Top, top Dollar right is there. pulling the strings. Uh-huh. And he's, and basically is like, you know, give me Skank and I'm, and I'm out of here. Top Dollar, of course, does not do that. Well, you can have We have this. Amazing scene, which again, if you weren't impressed with Brandon Lee's physicality in the fight with Tintin, you've got to be impressed scene. in the scene because oh, yeah. that's him. It's him. It's him. Shot and it's, it is, shot. it's cleaner in this. Yeah. So he's more, it seemed like he's more in touch with his, um, he's more in touch with uh, the, the powers that he has been bestowed by yeah. the crow. As uh, shootout scenes go, because mm-hmm. that's what it is, right? So everyone's yeah. got guns. He, he just keeps grabbing guns. random guns. <laughs> uh, as as those kinds of battle royale shootouts go, yeah, top notch. I I agree. Skank had a funny line during that part of the scene. I feel like a little worm on a big fucking hook. <laughs> There's great lines yes. throughout the whole movie. We have this phenomenal shootout scene in the boardroom. Yes, that it's so cool. It it really is. It's and again. Weird. Don't that is not a, a stunt man stepping in for Brandon Lee. No, it's Brandon. That's Brandon yeah. Lee, and he's, he's so good in it. Yeah, it's um, awesome. He straight up kills everybody except Candyman gets away. Micah gets away. Nah. Skanks fall. The the, the, the composite the CG, of it, it, it doesn't terrible. Th- those are the effects that don't hold up. Those and it's so weird. Be, but it's so which, weird because we had a great effect in Die Hard, which was what eighty eight. But that was that was not CGI. That was him actually dropping. Why did we go away from that then? You got me, but it looked so, good. So the falling does not hold up. He's not the first or second guy that falls in the movie. I had a note later on. In whatever city this is, Seattle or wherever it is, you cannot walk outside. Seattle adjacent. It's Seattle adjacent. You cannot walk outside without looking up because there's fucking falling bodies everywhere. Everywhere in this movie. It's like, oh, fuck, there's another falling body. Jesus. Oh, my God. It almost got on me. It, I love that Eric when. He- he jumps off buildings. The first time when he jumped to fight Tintin, I thought it was going to be like um, Underworld, where he like lands and comes up, and you know that you the know superhero landing, the superhero landing, not even the superhero landing. The end of Underworld when mm-hmm. Kate Beckinsale jumps off that one building and lands and almost dance move bounces up and just starts walking. Yeah, in my head, that's how I remembered it. I'm like, oh, he's going to do that. He just falls into garbage every time he jumps off a building. He's like, wee. 
splat and then it, gets grunge. out of it's grunge it's, it's grunge so, it's real man it makes me laugh because he's just like ha, 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 i fell in garbage i can't be hurt <laughs> you know talking about effects that don't hold up at this point he's running from the cops there's a police helicopter that's shown up because of this massive shootout and he's running over the rooftops yes does not hold up well it doesn't hold up because it's it's a set mixed with some CGI, like when he jumps off the one building and does like the barrel roll onto the next, it's, yeah. it's clearly some CG happening there. Um, but what does hold up because it's actual physical stuff mm-hmm. and we're at Hollywood is learning that we need physical stuff that is enhanced by computer generations. Sure. The force awakens. Look at that. Is that it holds up in HD because it actually was there. The cityscape sure. is mostly models. So it. it really holds up. Okay. Yeah. So fast forward, uh, we're at the final confrontation. Uh, Best line of the movie. Yep. You top talking, dollars. I have oh. a new favorite, so go ahead what? and do top dollars. Okay. So favorite line of the movie. So Bai Ling has figured out that Eric's crow mm-hmm. is his connection to the land of the dead and that they can take his power, take his vul- uh, make him vulnerable right. by eliminating the crow. Mm-hmm. So they lure him into a church because that's where these kind of fights happen is and this 89 batman and right that <laughs> it, it felt sure like looked same, like it didn't it, it? like the same that church same fucking thousand foot tall church uh and candy man shoots the crow and top dollar steps out into in plain sight and says uh <laughs> this fucking line car car bang fuck i'm dead <laughs> that was a great imitation of thank top you. dollar thank you back impression for you But then right after that, they kind of talk for a second. Top Dollar shoots Eric, and I love Eric because he's like, ha, I'm not shot. Oh, wait, it hurts. Ah, fuck. (laughs) That ah, fuck is so good. Uh, That was my favorite, new favorite thing. Really? Ah, fuck. (laughs) Now, Micah, in this beautiful bit of... of Uh, Top Dollar is wearing Chekhov's katana. Yes, yes. (laughs) Yeah, so again, he's adopted another sword. He's got- you know, part of me wonders, like, was that a essential part of the character in the comics? Actually, no, but it wasn't because I um, I saw in the research, Top Dollar's not the big bad guy. He's a member of the crew. Uh, T-Bird's the big bad guy. So the whole sword, the, the cabinet of swords but thing, just top super dollar- cool, but what does it mean? We, they're dabbling. It means we had a bunch of fucking swords on set and That's we right. wanted to put them all on display, including Inigo Montoya's sword from... The Princess Bride. So Coke? Is that where we're going <laughs> yeah, with that? It okay. was Coke. Yeah. We've got the duel. He's fighting with a katana. And great what rooftops. Is, what is Eric using? He's he he rips this <laughs> cast iron weather vane steeple thing, weather yeah. vane thing out of the So fu- at, at that point the movie has reached peak nineties. Oh, it's so funny. <laughs> and it, and of course they're fighting in the peak of the rooftop, you know, dancing forward and back. Mm-hmm. And it's you know, Eric wins. Todd. That's a spoiler. Top dollar uh, falls to his death. Gets impaled through the chest and the head. On like a gargoyle. Oh my it's, God. On uh, the demon gargoyle. The demon gargoyle. Little, little heavy handed there. It, how does uh, Micah meet her end by chance? Uh, the same way that Cinderella's wicked stepsisters do in Cinderella. Did you not know this? I did not know this. When we did Into the Woods, we found out all the... Well, in Into the Woods, it's that way. So the original, like, Brothers Grimm, the original uh, fairy tale? The original, yeah, Brothers Grimm, is that their eyes are plucked out by... Yeah. That's horrifying. Well, they're not ugly in 
the Brothers Grimm. It's only the Disney. They're beautiful of face, but vile and black of heart. So like shallow hell, ugly on the inside. Yes, ugly on the inside. But it's also, um, so all those stories are, for the most part, analogies for not having sex. What does Jack climb? Uh, the beanstalk. Oh, uh, hey, I just saw it in your face. Yeah. And what color is Red Riding Hood's cloak? Red. The, the natural cycle. The, oh, good Lord. Isn't it crazy? Oh, God. Okay. Oh, fucking Puritans. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, you know who's not a Puritan is this Top movie? Dollar, who's oh, this, yeah. clearly sleeping with his sister, as, as they've implied. She, we, I'd forgotten. Why did you bring it back up? I felt oh, it was important. Ugh. Bad guys are dead. Eric has been wounded. So you're right. The raven is not killed, or the crow is not killed, mm-hmm. but... Uh, was wounded, wounded and mm-hmm. that allowed Eric to be wounded, so he's hurt, crawls back to... Uh, mm, but to- first there's that scene down in the bottom of the stairs to the steeple, and that's where Eric's kind of like, I gotta go. Right. Um, and that's where I noticed that Sarah had a skater cut. She had long hair on top, but on the sides and in the back, it was all buzzed. Well, she should. She's literally has a skateboard she is in the epi- every scene She is the, the epitome of 90s grunge. That's right. That's right. Uh, so then it's over. So right, I, I noted that. Um, so Eric crawls back to Shelley's grave. His grave, of course, is open next to it because he's pulled himself out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, this really cool scene again. Good point. Not raining. Not even cloudy because it's it's not like it's sunlight, brighter, but it's yeah. brighter. And that's where. And he has almost no makeup on his face, and mm-hmm. you see he is at peace. And then we see Shelley rejoins him, and then the gravesite is clear. So. I also wanted to point out real quick, because yep. we're right at the end, but when he disappears in that scene, and Sarah's like, he's gone. What does Al- Albrecht I say? I didn't get that. I didn't get that. He does that a lot. He does that a lot. Right. Is he fucking Batman suddenly? Because <laughs> that line is directly in The Dark Knight. Is it really? When they're up on the roof, when Gordon, Dent, and Batman are up on the roof, Dent looks away for a second, looks back, Batman's right. gone, and it turns to Jim Gordon. He goes, he does, he does that, that a lot. lot. Yep. Casey... That's right. Why did I make him British? Uh, he, do, he does that a lot. Let's try that again. He does that a lot. He does that a lot. He does that. All right. So the movie closes. Now, like the movie opened, Sarah's voiceover closes the movie. Great lines. If the people we love are stolen from us, the way to have them live on to never stop. I have a question for you. Sure. With these voiceovers and that whole scene back in the apartment where he's like, where she's like, I know you're here, Eric. Yes. Her performance is so flat. <laughs> is she Reb Brown's daughter? Hello? Oh, oh, oh that poor girl. <laughs> she's like 12. So? Okay. Are right, you not giving her? She's she's uh she's getting paid for the job. She she's got paid it. for the okay. job. I hear you. I hear you. There are very good 12-year-old actors out there. She did a fine job with the voiceover. I will change that. The voiceovers are fine. It's in all the scenes in the movie. So, oh, so is it Red Brown's daughter? Cuz she's like, "Honey, when you do this movie, got to make sure those monologues are nice cuz it's ADR." Jeff? Jeff? <laughs> Jeff? 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 It's a callback hey, to does this thing too. cook eggs on Sunday, too? Oh, Jesus Christ. Move it along, guys. I'm going to go to a happy place, which is her last line of the movie in the voiceover, which I liked. It was, buildings burn, people die, but real love is forever. No. And then closes the credit, we see a single graphic. For Brandon and Eliza. And Eliza was Brandon Lee's fiance. They were engaged at the time of his death. 
That's sad. Ended on a sad note. Um, yeah. All right. So that is... That is The Crow. That is a movie called The Crow that shouldn't be. That is Eric Draven, colon, he's not really dead and he kills all those people you like. <laughs> oh, I wish we had the following to have somebody Photoshop that for us. Yeah. If anyone's listening to this later, if yeah. we get that big an audience yeah. and someone goes Listen back, to it. please, we'll put I it don't up care on the, when We'll put it, it up comes. on our pages. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Todd? Yes. Who was your MVP? I think my MVP was Ernie Hudson. Ooh. I liked, you know, I thought he brought um, some real yeoman's work throughout the movie. Absolutely. Yep. Mine was uh, Brandon Lee. Nice. Without the performance he gives... This movie we got a lot lower rating than I, can I, say I that. gave it. Sure. Um, okay. Who was your favorite character? This is a tie, and it's Eric slash T Bird. Oh, I I loved T Bird. I think he's. Great. I, I enjoyed T Bird. I went with another member of the uh, of our gang. Yeah, um, Tintin. Oh, he I was, loved Tintin. He was funny. Halloween's not until manana. That was great. It was great. I, I really liked him a lot. Um, actor having the most fun. Skank. All day long, skank. Oh, yeah, yeah. I went with Michael Wincott. Yes. He's just chewing the shit out of the scenery. Yep. He's dressed as Jareth from Labyrinth. You remind me as a babe. Babe. Babe with the power. Power. Power of voodoo. You do. Remind me as the babe. He's having the best fucking time ever. <laughs> He's the Goblin King. <laughs> He's the Goblin King. Okay. All right, I can see that. Best scene. Best scene. Uh, the... The shootout in the boardroom. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. just, I mean, that, for me, that defines 90s action movie shootout scenes. Mm-hmm. That almost got it. Oh, but oh, what it, what it, what the it second be guitar it? scene. Oh. It's so cool. The camera's like no. whipping around him. He's playing the guitar. He's like, I'm so mad. Smash. Why, why I we, loved it. Why don't we go to the next category, Casey? Oh, it's one scene you'd like to cut. The rooftop guitar solo. Which one? You can I, only get one. It's the one where he smashes the guitar. It's the Aww. second one. Yeah, it, I just I was like re- I was like, come on, all right. Like I I ignored the fact that he shows up to kill Fun Boy with the guitar slung <laughs> over his shoulder. Like I right. ignored that. I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll just look overlook that. The mm-hmm. guitar solo on the rooftop was ridiculous. What about you? Hmm. So we've been talking about this movie. I've been yep. trying to think of what I would cut. Don't don't do the beginning voiceover. No 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 <laughs> no no no. Um. I would cut the graveyard ring scene where the where the crow comes and drops the ring. I <laughs> I wrote I didn't write it I didn't say it in the thing but I wrote graveyard slash ring scene equals yawn. <laughs> was, so, so that's a no for you. That's a, that's a no. hard no. So I'll take uh, that's the scene I would cut out. Okay. All, All right. right. So Rotten Tomatoes last last bit of business yes. on this. Yes. Rotten Tomatoes. I'm getting excited because we're going to pull from Thor's helmet. In a I second. know. <laughs> I know. Um, Rotten Tomatoes. Yes, yes. Put this movie. Yep. At an 82. That 82. B minus. Okay. I, I think that's how you pronounce that word. I've only seen it in print. <laughs> um, I'm going to go. I think that's low. I think Ooh. it's a better movie than that. Oh, boy. I'm going to go. I'm going to go 85, which it's squarely in a B. Mm-hmm. It's a B. Okay. It's a solid B. I think it's high. <gasps> you do not. I do. Come I, on. I, I put this movie at a C. A 76, so it's right at the edge of a C plus, but there's just 
Wow, a whole a, a letter grade lower. Mm-hmm. There's there's plot wow. stuff. Geek fight. So episode five, I feel like we have our first big split. Split. Absolutely. Yes. I I I enjoyed the movie. You're dead to me now. Oh no! Yes. Podcast over. That's right. <laughs> That's right. We had five good episodes. All right. Well, thanks run. for coming. That's this right. has right. been thanks, the Super Pod Hero Cast. Yeah. No, it's just I I liked it, but I wanted. And maybe this is just because Brandon Lee sadly died and they had to rewrite stuff. But I wanted more development. I wanted more of Top Dollar's backstory. Why? Why does he want to burn everything in the town? All that stuff is just left. And maybe it's left because Brandon Lee died, but there are ways to get around that. We've already had voiceover at the beginning and the end of the movie. uh We could have just had you know Michael Wincott like staring out at the city and being like, I've always wanted these things in life. And now I have them. You know, something. I'm sorry, you know, that was bad. But you know what I mean? Just something to explain his character. Some people, it, while I gave Tintin, uh, after having the most fun, while he was having the most fun, he was in a completely different fucking movie than everybody else. You know, I think that it's important to remember that this is guys with beers talking about movies with capes. It ain't the bard broadly right like we we're not he reviewing Poe. we're not we're not reviewing shakespeare here but so, he were, he po- he quotes poe so in the movie i'm willing to would that have enhanced it sure maybe that pushes it into a material who know however you know those are fair points i yeah. i i can't i can't rebut those those are fair points and i believe as the dude put it in the big lebowski yeah well you know that's just like uh your opinion man that's right. That's right. That's right. Um, uh, All right. John, John Polito, Gideon, the pawn shop owner. Is in, he in the Big Lebowski? He's in the Big Lebowski. Who's in the Big Lebowski? He is the fellow, uh, the fellow PI. The I'm a fellow. What's he call him? Uh, it's a. Oh my god. Yes. Yeah. That that guy. Man, he is everywhere. He's everywhere. It's this movie's full of people you love. Nice. All awesome. right. All right. So, holy cow, that was a that was a movie. That was a movie. That was fun. But it was. Fu- did it you have fun, fun watching I, it? Yeah, absolutely. I had so, fun. That's why it still is it, it's okay. not an a D or an F okay. grade. All right. It's a fun watch, but it's got a lot of shit wrong with it. Okay. I hear you. You know? You're 100% wrong, but I hear you. Oh, I hear you. You son, <laughs> son of, a, of a, bitch. a bitch. All right. All right. Thor's K- helmet time. K- and now it's time to pick the next movie from Thor's helmet. I will say again, I'm afraid I'm going to pull a, a shitty movie. All right, ready? And the next movie we're going to watch is Man of Steel. That's exciting. First of all, this, this is, is one of the a first, modern movie. This is one of the first Nerd Mego movies. It's the it's the newest movie we've watched so far. X-Men yes. 2000 was it was the <laughs> it's the year 2000. Yeah. This no, is this what? is in Paperman the, was what? Oh, nine. 2009. We have not had anything in the 2010s and I believe so, yeah. Man of Steel is 2011. 13? Thirteen. 13. Yeah. Oh. So, so clearly, <laughs> boy, I'm going to tell you: is it too early to tip my hand to say no? I'm going to I'm going to save it for the podcast. Uh, all right, I will do that. And <sighs> wow, do we want to watch the trailer? Oh, of course we do. Sure. The world's too big, Mom. Then make it small. Focus on my voice. Pretend it's an island out in the ocean. Can you see it? 
it. My son was in the bus. He saw what Clark did. You have to keep this side of yourself a secret. What was I supposed to do? Just let him die? Maybe. I have so many questions. Where do I come from? You just have to decide what kind of man you want to grow up to be, Clark. Whoever that man is, he's going to change the world. You know I love to shit on DC. You did well. We're not going to be shitting on this movie. Well, all right. Well, well there's well, some stuff. We we have some notes. Okay, so you know what? I think are we? I th- I feel like we got everything. I think. Oh well, we've got to do one more thing. Let's do our plugs. Oh shit! Shit! Yeah, man. <laughs> so Todd, now that we have reviewed, yes, not the crow, and we have picked. Our movie for next time. Where can people find you uh, should you wish to be found? I can be found on the interwebs at TMP in SYR.com okay. for all of your blogging needs or on Twitter at TMP in SYR. Okay. Casey, where can you be found? I can be found on Instagram at not.ryancasey or on Twitter at not.ryancasey. We also now have, as the aforementioned, Facebook page. Sure. Which, how do we get there, Todd? So uh, if you look for the Superpod Hero Cast, one word on Facebook, or uh, we now have our website, tsphc.com. All right. The Superpod Hero Cast, tsphc.com. For all of your geek needs. All of your geek needs. And you can also email us if you want at superpodherocast at gmail.com. Excellent. So that'll do it for this episode of the Superpod Hero Cast. For Todd Panic, I'm Casey Ryan. For Casey Ryan, I'm Todd Panic. And I've been your moderator, Bob Brown. Be, Be heroic. heroic. Hello, and welcome to the Superpod Hero Cast. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And so, hang on one second. Sorry. Duke. Sorry. Yep, I it's right here. Somewhere. No, I had. Okay. You say good. Your line is my line is guys okay. with beers. Got it. Talking about movies. Got it. With I, I was I was trying to I was pulling up. Yep. Okay. Whatever you're ready. Okay. <laughs> okay. Hey, should we just let's just, let's just, just do the whole over. thing? Yeah. All right. All right. Todd, let's start by review. Um, God damn it! Can't even get yeah, through the motherfucker. Okay. Yeah. Email, not a letter. Not a letter, because Tony Wright. only ca- oh, only God cap. Damn it! Wait a minute. <laughs> because son. also, if you listen to the podcast. Um, don't tell me there's a hot dog podcast. Uh, we got this. Should you put ketchup on a hot dog? No, you should not. Got Shout it. out to Hal Lublin, 
SU graduate. Um, John Polito's in The Big Lebowski. I'll have you know. Um, so then uh, the, uh, the meth boy there. That would be fun boy. Fun boy. Yes. <laughs> I was close with meth yeah. boy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it hasn't been released yet, but it's by the released. time they hear this, it, it will, will have be. been released. Got it. We're speaking to you from, from the, the future. future. <laughs> but Chi-Chi, he is Ghostbuster. <laughs> oh, for Brandon and Erica. Eliza. God damn so, it. Let me try that again. Yeah. I said Michael Winston. Wincott. No. Michael Wincott. Excuse me. I can't read my own fucking handwriting. Let me try that again. Let's, you know what? And can I just. Yeah. What do you. You I'm can do come over whatever here. Whatever the fuck you want, man. You <laughs> it's have, my podcast, too. Pod, right. so, so that'll do it for this episode of the Super Pod Hero Cast. For Todd Panic, I'm Casey. Ra- Wait. Fuck a duck. Yep. How did I say it? No, that's right. For I did t- it right. You did it right. Oh, fuck. Okay. Where was the uh, outro <laughs> going? Not the way. Okay. Casey, cut all that out. <laughs> all right.